0: And we're back. Welcome once again to another episode of Mike, Mike, and Oscar. We are kicking off the first week of November by reuniting. I am your co-host, Mike One. I'm here once again after a (laughs) miserable existence of a few weeks that turned into a month. uh, Recovering from COVID, amongst other things. We'll get to that story in that deep dive probably another time. But I'm here with co-host also Mike. And what better time than after the first week of November to get to our horror movie awards show, Michael. Well, we're we're finally here and welcome back. But has it been that long? Has it been a whole it's, month or almost, three weeks? Yeah, three, three weeks, three and a half, something like that. Yeah, thirteenth of October is when I had uh, the last time we recorded. Time flies when you're having fun. Is that the yeah, case? That's you be were gone. To this, yeah, for sure. When the cat's away, the mouse, you know, will do thirty minute solo episodes. <laughs> well will damn killers of the flower moon. I can't believe I hated that movie. I can't believe it. But yeah, I think uh, I think the audience is relieved. I think they're tired of hearing me hearing me drone on. Yeah, and I well, think wait, till I, wait till I get going. <laughs> I think they're grateful. I'm in a mood. We're uh, we're back to the to the to the Scaries. Like this is our sixth annual Scaries, Michael. Our horror movie award show. Mm-hmm. We started in 2018. Uh, I mean, we make up our own categories, and, mm-hmm. and you know, look, we study these things year round. These award shows. I mean we only cover the most important stuff in, in, in life, never mind right. in, in the you know in the film year right And I think award season should really emulate us going forward and I think today mm-hmm. you know is a test case and mm-hmm. uh, is certainly just proof proof of concept right. about what I'm what I'm claiming right now that we are right. on the cutting edge of award show programming. Mm-hmm. Right, so with that in mind, your first category is Dumbest Kids. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, these horror movie children were not smart. So, The Exorcist Believer, nominee number one, Talk to Me, Evil Dead Rise, There's Something Wrong with the Children, and Kids versus Aliens. Right, so uh, this is the, the type of thing you get with the scariest from 2023. Going back to 2018, <laughs> these are the type of categories. Reviewing the year in horror, and we're going to have like a... A couple years reviewing horror at the end of this one as like a special section for you, but let's start talking about Dumbest Kids. So The Exorcist Kids, I, I did watch a bunch of movies and a bunch of horror movies specifically <laughs> in the time that I've been out. Um, I don't think The Exorcist Kids really did anything that dumb. Well, look, we're not going to spoil these movies. We're going to steer clear, but in, in, in accordance with spoiler rules, like we can mention some Act 1 stuff. Mm-hmm. So these two young tweens... They go off into the woods to summon the ghost of a dead mother inside of the flattened, flooded ruins, snake-filled ruins of what what must be a condemned house, like a foundation, you know, yeah. of a of a of an obliterated house, which is again in the middle of the woods. Michael, it's not that smart. Kids will be kids, you know. <laughs> and I also, the same goes for the Evil Dead Rise kids. Like, yeah, you can make the uh, you can make the argument the Exorcist kids were not good or did something stupid. I, I genuinely don't think the Evil Dead Rise kids did anything that bad. How dare you! <laughs> These kids are tasked with picking up the pizzas that they ordered for dinner. Three pizzas that looked delicious. They looked <laughs> delicious these pizzas from California sure and they got back into their parking garage and yes as it does happen in California there's an earthquake and they drop the pizzas they drop them down like this secret room underneath the parking garage which they then investigate and the movie does not answer what happened to the pizzas it does not <laughs> answer if there's a five second rule in consideration it does not answer did the pizzas fall out it does not answer whether or not um you know, whether or not they reordered dinner. I mean, it is completely illogical and terrible at, at what happened to those pizzas. And the fact that we don't see a resolution there was one of the most <laughs> nagging things of my film year. But but look, they, so fine, fine. Yada, yada, yada. finds the Book of the Dead and it's made <laughs> of bones and blood and skin. At this point in the plot, you're out. You're totally deceived. But I'm perceived. out. Yeah, you're obsessed with what happened to the pies. I get it. Dumb, Dumb kids. <laughs> be honest when you were making this when you were making this category that's the only thing that was on your mind you had to Absolutely. go back and Absolutely. add in the stuff about the plot and the necronomicon and all that The necronomicon is made of blood and skin and then he still <laughs> wants to listen to all the recordings in the box of tapes next to it hmm. and it's just like <laughs> What's wrong with him? He's an idiot. Again, kids will be kids. <laughs> He's an idiot teenager and it's a year of idiot teenagers in movies because remember when the aunt daughter when the ant girl, you know, remember when she opened the quantum realm in the MCU? Yeah. You remember that? Mm-hmm. Also dumb. <laughs> she should be in this category as well. Most <laughs> horrific MCU movie, maybe. Uh, Kids versus aliens. I haven't seen, but I did binge every VHS entry while I was out. So okay. I'm just going to lie and say I have seen it. Okay. That's a spinoff <laughs> of the uh, VHS series. Is it uh, really? The, yeah, it is. Okay. Um, The answer is clearly the kids from Talk to Me, Mm. but I really do want to say the kids from There's Something Wrong with the Children, and it's not that they were bad, but those kids sucked so hard. They did suck hard, and it was hilarious what happens to them later in the movie. (laughs) There's one of the funniest scenes uh, of the year. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> there's been a couple of scenes in horror this year that are totally inappropriate that I've laughed hard at. So yes, that yeah. that category is coming too. So we'll, we'll talk about a few of them. But I think uh, I think you're wrong. I think Evil Dead Rise is the answer here, very clearly. And you I just offended. May- well, that's how you know it's fake too. Is that there's good pizza? Look, look, good looking pizza from California. Don't they have California pizza? Isn't California known for some pizza, like decent pizza? I don't know. No, no. I guess not, I can't not go when you there. live in Connecticut. That's true. Yeah. All right, we'll move on to the next prestigious category, grossest food. <laughs> you got show? a one-track mind. <laughs> the gloppy gray poison soup in Cobweb. That's just cinnamon. <laughs> Birthday cake filled with blood and Perpetrator. <laughs> Some people prefer Funfetti, yeah. <laughs> Human heart slushy in mm-hmm. El Conde. Mm-hmm. Barely food, I would say. <laughs> or the dead old lady in Bones and All not 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 food um (laughs) i would think the dead old lady is disqualified on account of it being people and generally speaking people don't food um (laughs) but if that's the case then you're going to say shouldn't the human heart slushy also be disqualified which would be my pick for this category and to my response to that would be shut up I'm going to choose the gloppy gray poison soup and cobweb because I don't eat. Do you eat gray food? I, I mean, can't oatmeal, think of a gray I food I eat oatmeal. Yeah, I, I put syrup in it. Mm. It becomes you more put bru- syrup in oatmeal. Yeah, but I don't eat. Oh, I'm not an oatmeal guy. But if I ever eat oatmeal, like there's all kinds of maple syrup places near me. I grab my maple syrup and I. Put it on there what do you mean there's maple syrup places near you there's a lot of maple syrup makers in the valley where we okay. live okay so I I need, <laughs> I, I, val- live- I, I didn't could tell if you meant like you're standing in your kitchen there's a lot of areas you can go to grab a bottle of maple syrup my neighbor literally makes his own ma- maple syrup so that doesn't that sounds weird I don't like that <laughs> he, he he literally has uh, tubes connected to all the trees in the neighborhood and buckets mm-hmm. and he makes his own maple syrup but it it's is a man delicious that's a man with a dark secret i think <laughs> that's a cover it's a cover for all the the bot he's got those are bodies in those buckets yeah something's going on there I don't all like right. horror movie award show here we go uh, the <laughs> <laughs> scariest prop you you picked your winner right yeah uh, it's okay. the heart the human heart slushy the human it was disgusting it was gross all right scariest prop the hand and talk to me The jar from It Lives Inside, or a cheese grater from Evil Dead Rise? You know, I was kind of let down by the cheese grater scene. I was expecting much more grossness. Mm. It wasn't that bad. Yeah, it wasn't nearly as bad as people hyped it up to be. Um, It was still a scary prop. Like, that prop was looming over the entire film. Sure. Remind me what It Lives Inside was. The the, the demon lives inside the jar. So it's Uh, kind of spooky uh, there. It was... uh, it's gotta be the hand, but I hate giving that fucking movie any props. It's won two so far. <laughs> dumbest kid it won two out of three. Well, they are the dumbest kids. I'm fine with that. Those <laughs> kids deserve to be possessed and have their lives ruined. And, and they stupid. are selling, they are selling yeah. that talk to me hand online. You're not buying that hand. I'm not buying that Why hand. Why would anybody buy that? Exactly. Why would you buy that? What if it's real? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Declarations. This has always been a part of the scaries. We're doing more declarations than ever. So these are true or false, Michael. Just agree or don't agree. It's up to you. Uh, but every answer is true. So okay. okay. most screaming, I'm going to declare that is from Malum. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't see Malum, but I did see <laughs> the, the movie Malum is based on, and there was a fair amount of screaming. What's the, what did I The say Lost last shift. The, the last, last shift. Last shift. Last shift. Yeah. Um, There wasn't not a lot of screaming in a couple movies this year. Like, The Nun 2 had a good amount of screaming as well. Mm. Slaughterhouse had a good amount of screaming. (laughs) Yeah, college kid blood. Anyway, I I still think Malum had the most screaming. All All right. right. Declaration number two, longest achievement in long movie. (laughs) Bo is afraid. Reminds me of my review of Nyad that I put on Twitter last night. Nyad is definitely a movie which was made and exists now, <laughs> and that's something we're all going to. Try to rem- I try to. Yeah, I try to remind you of you. Yeah. I, Thank I, you. I, I get- appreciate that. Yes, that's, what, that's I agree what I, with that. That's what I hope to <laughs> accomplish. Achievement, long movie. Snazziest Vespa. <laughs> The the Pope's Exorcist. One of the most competitive categories every year. How about most cocaine plus bear? Right. And I'm going to say the declaration is the post-production of Five Nights at Freddy's. That's a really good joke. Smartest animal. I think we both agree that it's uh, the sloth from Slotherhouse. That was a smart animal. The smartest animal since the... uh, the ground mole, or the whatever you call it, in a, uh a <laughs> caddyshack. A, no, not caddyshack. What? Oh, that's a good one too. Groundhog's Day. <laughs> you always say Groundhog's Day yeah. like a like a lunatic, like you're <laughs> you're a tourist. It's Groundhog day. day. No, there's no. Did I pl- say? Did I say Groundhog's Day? Say you always say Star Wars. And Groundhog's um, Day. Right, it's <laughs> the wrong movie. Oh, that's Caddyshack. Going. That's Caddyshack. This is going terribly already. <laughs> Here we go. We're off the rails already. All right. Uh, so those are <laughs> the declarations for this section. Move on to least trustworthy goat, mm-hmm. Michael. Mm-hmm. We have Goat from When Evil Lurks. Mm-hmm. We have Goat from The Nun Two. Right. And then to just the throne and OG. We have Black Philip, yeah. a.k.a. Goat from <laughs> yeah. The Witch. For the seventh year in a row, it's Black Philip <laughs> defending his crown in this category. The goat from When Evil Looks was good. That's an antagonizing goat. That's a goat who knows. That's a demon goat who knows what it's doing. I do not trust that goat. Yeah. The other one's in the window, right? From the I don't remember there being a goat in The Nun at all, but I, I just must have missed it. There's a goat. Right, I'll take yeah. your word for it. Uh, otherwise, Black Philip is not trustworthy, but... He's so big, <laughs> fun looking. I don't. You just want to cuddle him. Ah. Anyway, all right. We'll move on to the next prestigious category, and this category is called Frankenstein or Frankenstein. Just, just answer the question. Allison Williams as Gemma and Megan. Frankenstein or Frankenstein? I don't. What's a fr- I guess Frankenstein. What's Frankenstein? It's, it's 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 Frankenstein, you know, from young Frankenstein. But it's it's you have to decide. Is it Fra- Frankenstein or Frankenstein? But what's a Frankenstein? It's like a fake uh, mad scientist, but okay. a real mad. You're choosing between real OG mad scientist or fake mad scientist. I think you might have lost the plot with this category. <laughs> I definitely did. But it's, okay. it sounded funny. So we, we were going with it. Good. I guess uh, Allison Williams is uh well. She's Doctor Frankenstein, kind of. Yeah, she's very much yeah. a Doctor Frankenstein. I agree. Yeah. That's correct answer. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm gonna. I'll make uh, the decisions on these next three. I don't I feel like I'm taking a them. test. <laughs> Marin Ireland as Rose Casper in Birth Rebirth. I'm no, gonna say Frank. Yeah. yeah, I'm gonna say Frankenstein. That's coming to Shutter this week. Highly recommend Birth Rebirth. Uh, really cool movie. What did uh, you see it? I, I I I did like five bucks on VOD. Even, okay. even though I do have Shudder. I just wanted to see it anyway for this episode. And it was worth it. It was be, be, be all day. Good. Birth, rebirth. Layla Delion Hayes as Vicaria from The Angry Black Girl and Her Monster. And I'm going to say Frankenstein. Not a Frankenstein. She really, okay. she really does bring back the dead. Um, Willem Dafoe <laughs> as Dr. Godwin Baxter in Poor Things. Uh, so, it, you know, it's just kind of a write-in here for Poor Things. But Willem Dafoe, again, I'm going to say Frankenstein. In that he made a monster. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's, I mean, that's probably the easiest translatable of all those. Okay. Right? All right. So they all turned out to be Frankensteins. All right. Who knew? Well, nobody knows what a Frankenstein is. <laughs> we did not help them there. All right. New mom, Scream Queen of 2023. We had pregnant characters all over horror this year. Yeah. I love to see it. We had Baby Ruby. We had Hussara the Bone Woman, the protagonist of Unwelcome, and The Offering. So I didn't get to any of these this year, but I I did do a little research into each of them to try to come up with an answer for this, and here's my answer. On a scale of not to absolutely effing not, how (laughs) badly is your desire to have children after seeing these movies? Uh, It's never been really high, as we've... (laughs) discussed in some aforementioned conversations at the beginning of this award show uh Mm. but it's certainly not higher now that i've seen (laughs) now that i've seen you know the these situations play out good and i think that's where that's where we should be i don't know what the subplot is for or like the context the subtext i guess for these movies other than don't have children yeah, we probably shouldn't answer this question mm-hmm. because uh, real moms and real dads should answer this question. I would say who Sarah the Bone Woman was the character I cared about the most. The most okay. well-developed character. And that was, to me, what, what was essential about that movie working so well is that who Sarah the Bone Woman is is someone you got to know really well in the in the first act of the film. And you got to know her family. You got to know her marriage. So the stakes were an high. It's like, an easy way to make you care about the horror movie in general is just flush out your characters. Not yeah. enough movies do that. No, because you're afraid of everybody dying or you're going to yeah. brutally murder these characters. Mm-hmm. So you don't want to play that cruel trick on your audience. But this movie it's, did. It's a trick you should play. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Make your audience miserable. <laughs> All right. I don't know. This is a weird category, too, but here we go. Tightest ratio of scary monster to yes, I believe they could win. So okay. scary monster slash they could win. And Am Megan, I fighting these monsters? No, no, no. The characters in the movie as proportioned to the the scariness of the monster. Okay. Then I took this win? question wrong, but I'll still answer it with the way I thought of it. So you have Megan, the robot right. versus little girl. Sure. You have you have pregnant white pregnant couple versus all the Monsters in Unwelcome, which Bad is... That shit crazy movie. <laughs> I like that movie. Some people say it's the worst of the year on, on film Twitter. I was so upset by that. Un, unwelcome was not even close. That was a fun movie. What, what are people saying? I, I can see why they think All that. All right. It's, there's enough disturbing imagery. It was a little schlocky, but... Nah. Anyway. Well, maybe maybe they're with child. Maybe that was it. Could be. Could be. Anyway. Megan, Unwelcome. Titus ratio to monster to, to hero. The Boogeyman. Yeah. Uh, Okay. Christmas Bloody Christmas, the robot Santa versus just a couple of schmoes running around. A drunk schmoes. Hmm. Hmm. So So, I took this as if I was in these plots. (laughs) (laughs) And I think just generally speaking, a good rule of thumb for any part of life is that if one of the requirements of residency... Mm-hmm. is that you have to offer a daily blood sacrifice <laughs> whatever happens should you choose to remain in that place is on you <laughs> that's like, a good you point. need to know you're in a horror movie at that point and if anything bad happens it's your fault for not staying and say like maybe we shouldn't stay in the place where we need to do the the daily blood sacrifice <laughs> unwelcome keep, yeah Unwelcome did not have the most believable premise, however, and along along those lines yeah. with with the premise there of unwelcome, like I can't beat up a robot. and no. the boogie like so I can't beat up <laughs> robot Santa. I can't beat up robot Megan. and the boogeyman at least has some shades of supernatural elements. but I. I'm not being taken out by a pack of evil Dobby the elves from Harry Potter or a bunch of the killers from Don't Look Now. Like, I'm taking those out if it's the last thing I do. And just to keep my adrenaline up, I'm killing the neighboring family, too. Before they, like, nobody licks my toilet vibrator and gets away with it. Mm hmm. These are, uh, these are things I'm learning about my co host in real time, people. <laughs> he will kick elves. Yeah. Yeah. He has a toilet vibrator. <laughs> right. Just like the. Uh, yeah, just like the. Those movies. in glass houses. Art <laughs> imitates life, imitates mm-hmm. art. Exactly. I'm going to say Unwelcome is a good choice. I, I think I agree with that. That's the tightest. Like, she was a badass. And I agree. I agree with you. She what could take do you think the, the budget is for blood sacrifices? Because well, if you got to go to the store and get, like, liver or something, like, every day, that's going we're to... Not, we're not, like, spoiling these movies, but those sacrifices were a gesture. It was, you know, they she, she put out one piece of liver on a plate. So it's yeah. not like it's that much, you know. But that's, it's going to add up. It's going to add up. I agree. But it's not like I mean you're you are fending off these horrible murderous creatures <laughs> that live in your backyard. Maybe she should have tried giving him a suck. Oh god. <laughs> what? <laughs> like Harry Potter, you free dolly by like giving him a suck, don't you? A suck? Oh my god, I thought right. you said suck. I thought this <laughs> podcast <laughs> was gonna get canceled forever. <laughs> You're doing it again. Give him the old sock. Ew. (laughs) No, a sock. S-O-C-K. You wear on your feet a sock. Exactly. A sock. (laughs) Okay. Thank God. Just give him a quick sock. Ew. All right. Widest ratio of Scary Monster Mm. to yes, I believe they could win. Meg to the trench. Mm. Now, again, you got to take into consideration Jason Statham is a god. Versus giant shark Cocaine bear (laughs) (laughs) It's a bear on cocaine Uh, Renfield uh, Again god But the Renfield himself Was also like a superhero Project wolf hunting Now Michael Project wolf hunting is about 732 characters That get get Pulverized (laughs) by a super soldier In a boat (laughs) Isn't that Sisu in South Korea, but it's Sisu, but in South Korea on a right, boat, right, which I believe was the pitch. Okay. I believe you're right. Project <laughs> okay. Wolf Hunting. And then again, Slotherhouse. the multi hyphenate nominated Slotherhouse. <laughs> just a preposterous movie. I considered nominating it for every category this episode. I thought that would amuse you and only you, but our audience would officially disown us. You should have done it. Um, I, Look, I think cocaine bear and a giant shark, you're probably losing out of might and strength. And if you fight, probably Dracula too, mm-hmm. throw in there. And if you fight the Slaughterhouse. The sloth from Slaughterhouse. If for <laughs> people who don't know, it's literally just a movie about an evil sloth. <laughs> <laughs> That's the premise. It's pretty funny. It, it, you, I think you lose that battle just out of respect. So okay. So Slaughterhouse, <laughs> it's first yeah. of many scary wins <laughs> on the day. I'm gonna go Project Wolf Hunting because again, they they literally introduced like 50 new characters every 10 minutes because they had to kill them brutally. <laughs> in buckets of blood it was disgusting my so type of movie <laughs> he ran muck. all right best scenes section but i mean this is also kind of a characterization of the types of movies i guess this next category could have gone either way but okay ickiest gross grossest i hate myself ickiest grossest barfiest yuck <laughs> When evil imagine lurks. George, imagine George Clooney presenting this. <laughs> imagine John Travolta. Adele Dezim. <laughs> Ickiest... Ickiest, mostiest. Bar- Bartholomew. What's your full name? Bartholomew. <laughs> All right. Ickiest, Grossus barfiest, yuck. When evil lurks. Mm-hmm. Saw X. Ugh. Evil Dead Rise. Mm. Terrifier 2. Mm-hmm. Project Wolf Hunting or Malum. So I just want to take a minute and like praise you mm-hmm. and pat you on the back and recognize how far you've come in dealing with the <laughs> icky Eunice because the movies you've watched this year are movies I don't think you would have even touched a couple years ago when MMO started. Correct. So you've really been stretching your boundaries about uh, of acceptability and what you can handle and you deserve to be commended for that. So good job. Thank you. Yeah. I deserve it. <laughs> that said, I double dog dare you to sit through Terrifier 2. <laughs> here's the problem it's such a viral hit yeah that i do feel like i need to watch terrifiers one two and three which is coming out over christmas is that true is that true i don't know anything about that i see memes of of uh, the clown art the clown in a santa hat and i think that's coming out over the holidays i'm not sure i wonder if it's possible to make a horror icon these days that isn't someone akin to art the clown like you can't make michael myers or freddy krueger anymore because the only way in which you can push the envelope is go like so over the top with gore or violence or stuff like that that you have to make an art the clown that's the only way you can get that type of guy to enter the pantheon of like ghost face and things like that yuck 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 yeah uh i do not want to see any of these terrifier movies but uh, I will say, with love in my heart, and you know this, uh, go go F yourself. Um, <laughs> this is your fault. I saw all these movies because of you, because of peer pressure. Yeah. Uh, and Saw X was disgusting. It really yeah. was. Terrifier 2 makes Saw X look like my fair lady. <laughs> <laughs> I, do, I, ugh, I do not want to watch Saw X ever again. <laughs> uh, the, 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 and the scenes that were grosser to me were not the scenes that were grossest to you right we, yeah, we've we did, been over yeah. this yeah, yeah we didn't have that discrepancy anyway do, do you have it is it ter- so it's it's terrifying so it's terrifying it's terrifying okay yeah. gosh darn it Terrifier too was a little too much even for me and i'm gross and twisted oh <laughs> my god you want to put that on me oh my god <laughs> all right well on that note the most shocking horror movie scare of 2023 i'm not gonna i'm not gonna say even the clues but i will say the three movies when evil lurks evil mm-hmm. dead rise was afraid. You have the scenes listed here for our reference, and this was one of my hardest. When when that happened in uh, When Evil Lurks, I was dying laughing. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was so unexpected. and so out of left field. I was losing it. <laughs> I I literally yelled in the theater. There was like ten people in the movie theater when Evil Lurks that it happened, and I screamed. What did you scream? What can you reenact it? <laughs> it, was, it was like that. I literally screamed like that. Yes, and the people in there just—they all—I could feel their the, eyes on me. The, the brother, by the way, is no help. No, <laughs> he's just like, hey, uh, something's happening. I'll go check on mom. <laughs> No, he's not. A, he's not a good brother. I guess to movies. me that's the most shocking. But I, I am a sick, twisted man, and that I just laughed so hard when I saw it. Wow, yeah, you are, <laughs> you are a messed up human being. <laughs> Thank all you. Right, all right, uh, but all right, I'm going to make a declaration. Yeah. Uh, the best harm. Oh, excuse me. You're going to make a declaration first. Go ahead. Well. It's it's a ridiculous declaration, but when evil lurks, also has the most unexpected second and third kills of the movie for me. Yeah, like the first kill is so hyped up and it's like ready. To, it's like it's really mm-hmm. a tension building thing, and then the second kill happens just immediately. <laughs> Gross, it was rough. Yeah. Uh, all right, uh, best horror movie line of 2023, mm. but it's a slaughterhouse, and that's from Cocaine Bear. <laughs> At the end of the movie, and then the, and then the people just turn to look at him. He's like, "I thought it'd be funny." <laughs> <laughs> huh? Huh? Stupid. It was the best line of. I've laughed really hard. It was a great job. All right. Uh, so we talked about, you know, most inappropriate. Also, Mike laughs in in this 2022 scaries, yeah. and that was the first quote unquote nom nom of <laughs> Bones and all. Because I had seen it at the New York Film Festival. So I included Bones and All in these two episodes. But right. that was hilarious. And I was the only person laughing in an 1100 seat Alice Tully Hall. <laughs> <laughs> laughing loudly, by the way. It was very embarrassing. So what is the most inappropriate laugh of horror 2023 for the both of us? Are you going to say it's When Evil Lurks, So that, that scene? No, it's going to be When Evil Lurks, but it's a different scene. <laughs> oh, no. I'm going to say the finale of There's Something Wrong with the Children pushing... Yes. Children off a cliff. It yes. It was hilarious. Yes. That was it's hilarious. Good. It's good. It's good. And there's this big dramatic <laughs> <laughs> slow motion lead up to it, which makes makes it so much funnier. Mm-hmm. So that's a slight spoiler, I guess. Um, but it's hilarious. It's worth it. All right. The MRI scene in Insidious, the red door. Really funny. I well, do I, have a... Every time I go for an MRI, I always have like that fear that... Not that fear. But the fear that I'll, like, be pulled out and the place will be completely deserted and abandoned. Like, uh, w- w- isn't that 28 days later? Oh, well, he wakes up in the hospital. Yeah. 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 hmm I mean, if you wake up with your dick out during a zombie <laughs> zombie apocalypse, it's a rough rough way to (laughs) i agree that's a rough way to come come back online there's no sock in the world that'll help that feeling go away (laughs) but there is no the mri scene in insidious the red Uh door is is really funny and then the end of cobweb the whole last 20 minutes stupid funny yeah what were Um. they thinking That movie was so good for an hour and 10 minutes, and then the last 20 minutes just jumped the shark. Off the rails. That seems to be a common problem with horror in this day and age. Like, We can get the premise down. We can get the tension down, but we have nowhere to land this plane. Nowhere to land. (laughs) Because everybody needs to go for the twist ending, but no twist is going to be satisfactory because you can only have so many twists that keep in line with what the story is. Exactly. So, Um, All right. I'm gonna go the finale. I mean, it's not it. it, It's a faux pas, I would say, in the movie critic world, to laugh at children being pushed off a cliff. (laughs) No, it is a good one. It is a good scene worthy of laughter. Uh, Equivalent to that, I would say in a in a film where a little girl starts doing like (laughs) I don't know what the dance is, but she starts dancing heavily once her mother is mowed down by a truck yes she does I, that movie that when evil <laughs> lurks is so unintentionally funny if you watch when evil lurks with no sound and no subtitles it looks like just a dark comedy <laughs> <laughs> that we should do that that should become a thing that should become a thing all right um and then i already mentioned this so this is just a declaration angriest also Mike moment of 2023 mm-hmm. in horror is when those stupid kids drop those delicious pizzas <laughs> in that stupid parking garage in Evil Dead Rise. You could right. just leave it with the one category, huh? No, i gotta going to beat the dead demon on that one. All right, performance section. All right, this is always fun. We do this every year. Best horror movie performances, and we've been banging the table over the years for these performances to get recognized at the Academy Awards. So I think mm-hmm. we, we definitely want to draw... Attention to them all. All right. So, best new horror action star we have David Harbour as Santa in Violent Night. Yes. We have Choi Guiha as Alpha in Project Wolf Hunting. Did I didn't I, get to that movie. I didn't see that movie. Did I mention how many people he just pulverizes? <laughs> we have Jason Statham moving into horror now, defeating Giant Sharks and Meg To the Trench. Yep. And Melissa Bar- Barrera in Scream 6. Like, this is the second movie in a row. She's whooped ass. They got to have a payoff for her, don't they? That I mean, that, they that whole Billy's kid thing has to come to a head one way or another in Scream 7. Can't wait. Yeah. But who's That's directing who I... that again? Who? Oh, remember? God. No, I don't remember. Oh, Why are we going off script? It's yeah. <laughs> not even two hours into this episode yet. We're forgetting everything. So to me, but it's... Landon, who did... What did he okay. do? David Harbour and Melissa Barrera are... are I'm choosing between those two in this category. I mean, Melissa Barrera might have gotten it last year. Does she get it again this year? David Harbour was pretty fun in Violent Night. Christopher Landon, though. Too far down old rabbit hole now. I think I would pick Melissa Barrera, but I need to find out what Christopher Landon did now. (laughs) Christopher Landon. Freaky. That's what he did. I didn't watch that. Was it good? He did freaky. It wasn't bad. And he did one of the uh, paranormal activities, and then he did Happy Death Day to you. We should you have, have mentioned. Too? We should have mentioned at the top of the show what we did not watch because I watched fifty six horror movies for this episode. I know you watched m- most of those, and we only missed a few big name ones. But like the Last Voyage of the Last Demeter, what the hell was that? The, the Dracula. Dracula. On a boat. <laughs> Dracula on a boat. Bat on a boat. Which is going to be Delo's on the First album. I missed that one. I refused to pay $20 for it. They, 50- we, the whole, like, you can rent this for $20 or own it for 25 VOD thing, premium. V- we got to stop that. It's going to be on Peacock for free, isn't it? Yeah. Like exactly. Second. Like, don't <laughs> have some respect for your audience. <laughs> anyway, uh, we're choosing Melissa Barrera. Yeah, that's my pick. All right. I'll go with you on that, even though I liked. I uh David Harbour. All right. Best supporting performance by a servant of evil. <laughs> That's how you have to say it. Hong Chow of The Menu. She is Elsa. Nicholas Holt of The Menu. He is Tyler. You don't give him for uh, Renfield? Yeah. Okay. But, yeah. you know, they're kind of at odds immediately in that movie. Nicholas but he's Holt. literally serving evil. He is. He is. It, was a, it, was, it wasn't a great performance. He was great I, in The Menu. Okay. All right. Anthony Starr. Of Cobweb. He's Mark. Mr. Boom Lander. (laughs) Joe Bird. Talk to me. He's Riley. And Timothy Chalamet, Bones and All. Best performance by a servant of evil. Supporting performance. It's probably Chalamet, but screw him. He got enough awards. Okay. (laughs) He's got enough. He's Wonka. (laughs) I'll give it to Hong Chow. Uh, Hong Chow was great in the menu, but so was Nicholas Holt. So I'm I'm actually gonna go with Nicholas Holt in the menu. He's go got ahead. a little more more to chew on there. Hong Chow has been awesome and other stuff, but okay. Best supporting performance by a horror hero sidekick. Three quickies here. Jenna Ortega, Scream Six. Alexandra Jensen. I really liked her as Jade and Talk to Me, the sister. And Chris Messina in the Boogeyman. You have a handle on the characters and talk to me in a way in which I just do not. I don't. I don't remember Jade doing much and talk to me at all. I had to rewatch that movie a couple of times, and I was impressed by her. Like she's mm. doing a lot of older sister stuff. That all right? Yeah. yeah. Um, the real answer, the real winner of this category, by the way, considering the way in which the protagonists in the movies were framed, is uh, Shawnee Smith's Amanda in Saw X. Horror hero got sidekick. Uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, she's, the, okay. he, she's the sidekick of the hero in that movie. <laughs> it I tried. To so it happens out. that the hero is a murderous, disgusting awful, killer. <laughs> awful person who is championed. Yes. In the film. Uh, I'll say Jenna Ortega because. She, Probably the correct answer. She's, you know, it's category fraud here. Yeah. But yeah, I, I'll still say Jenna Ortega. She's a star. It's a move, more of a movie star performance, but she's awesome in it. All right, best supporting performance with questionable motives: <laughs> Dave Bautista, Knock at the Cabin. Yeah, Patty Lupone, Bo's Afraid. She's mm-hmm. on the phone before, you know, we meet her in the movie. Parker Posey, Bo's Afraid. Yeah, your my answer may surprise you. I'm gonna say Parker Posey. My answer may surprise you because it's Clifton from The Blackening. <laughs> 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 he was great. <laughs> so it's none of the. Uh, it's a writing. Clifton from the Black. Ne- I think he wrote the script. No, I'm sorry. He, Clifton. He was. Uh, uh, he's the guy from Coming to America. Coming to America. Fowler. Yeah, Jermaine. Is that no? Jermaine oh, Fowler yeah. It's not his name. Is it Jermaine Fowler? Fowler. It, no, Jermaine Fowler. Is it Jermaine? Jermaine Fowler? Fowler is Clifton. It is Jermaine Fowler. I yeah, just looked up. How about it up? that? Good call by me. I, I I thought you were talking about the best friend. I didn't no, remember that. I didn't no. remember the character names. Dwayne Perkins. Yeah. Dwayne Perkins wrote the movie. They were both great in the movie. Yeah. Dwayne Perkins. Clifton, I would say, definitely has the most questionable motives. He does have questionable yeah. motives. Yes. <laughs> so it does fit the category. Yes. All right. Harbinger of most doom. <laughs> this has got to be every year going yeah. forward. We have David Dostmalkian, just his face in The Boogeyman. <laughs> good God. Harbinger of most doom. <laughs> and Dowd in The Exorcist Believer. Of course. You don't think good things are going to happen in that movie after she shows up. Anthony Starr in Cobweb, especially after The Boys. Mm-hmm. Like His face is, yeah, shit's going down. And then Matthew Lillard in Five Nights at Freddy's. Five <laughs> Nights at Freddy's, which was just scream fan service. Um, oh God, Anne Dowd could be in Paw Patrol and only the Paw Patrol movie, and she would still win this category. <laughs> she is just her uh-huh. career is to be a harbinger of the most doom. <laughs> yes, she needs to be the inaugural winner. <laughs> yeah, of like harbinger. It's, it's unfair of most doom. to put her in a category with mere mortals in this. in in terms of this context, I think. That's right. I'm very Um, proud of us to pick her. She deserves, she's deserving. I I agree with that. Um, Just as an aside, apparently Stephen King's short story of the Boogeyman features a protagonist named Lester Billings, who's from Waterbury, Connecticut, Mm. and is employed by a firm in New York City. And I just want to say, no, he isn't. (laughs) Because there's nobody making the Waterbury to New York City commute daily. That's, that's like five hours minimum round. This is a, the tangent only applicable to like <laughs> two states. But nonetheless, you're not going from Waterbury to Manhattan on a daily basis. That's that correct. is a five hour minimum round trip commute. Minimum. That's, that's awful. It is awful. Yeah. Uh, it, Stephen King does not remember his days living in Connecticut. <laughs> he was a child. And Stratford, Connecticut to New York City. That's like a two and a half hour commute. Mm-hmm. Maybe maybe still two. still too much, but at least people do that. Yeah. If you if you catch an express, it might be two hours. No, Waterbury, you got to go through like you got to catch a local, and then I, no way, no Brutal. absolutely not. I agree. The money, I, I don't care what your salary is, <laughs> the money you would lose doing that commute. <laughs> Did you answer the, the category? Did you, huh? Yeah, and down. All right, and down. <laughs> What category? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Best performance by a horror hero. We have Anya Taylor Joy in the menu as Margot. Sure. We have Lily Sullivan from Evil Dead Rise. She is Beth. Mm-hmm. She's she's the, the sister. Anna Kendrick in Alice Darling, which I would I like ca- you. Yeah, I like you classifying that as a horror movie. I think it is and pl- you know, it's at least sure. horror adjacent and she's sure. terrific in it. Ezekiel Rodriguez from When Evil Lurks, good performance. Mm-hmm. Sophie Thatcher and the Boogeyman from, uh, oh God, what's the Showtime show about the cult and the girls and the. in the woods? Oh, uh, Yellow Jackets. Yellow Jackets. Mm -hmm. Sophie Thatcher. And then Caitlin Dever. She was very good. She was a one woman show and No One Will Save You on Hulu, The Alien Abduction. Yeah, I mean, like, I want to pick Lily Sullivan or Anya Taylor Joy, but. Caitlin Dever—it's probably a cheat code—but she had to. She's on screen the entire movie, and she has zero dialogue. It's all facial expressions and like mm. breathing and stuff like that that she has to convey, and she does a great job of it. I—I uh, I wanted to go with Anya Taylor Joy because I wrote her name down first. And, right. and, and FYI, in these homemade award shows, <laughs> I oftentimes tip right. my hat to whoever yeah. I write whose name I write down first. Good to but, know. <laughs> I think you're right. I think Caitlin Dever is, in fact, the, the winner here. You, yeah. you, you made your case. It's hilarious when I arbitrarily decide to take one of these categories seriously. Mm. <laughs> like, why am I taking this seriously? <laughs> but the last category, I went on a tangent about the Waterbury to New York City commute. <laughs> <laughs> Which is non-existent. It's not even a commute. Nobody <laughs> right. does it. Right. Which is not, not only does nobody do it, but it had nothing to do with anyone in that category other than one movie. <laughs> That's right. Okay. And not even of that movie. It's about the short story of the right. of the movie that doesn't ex- that did not get adapted into the movie. Correct. Correct. Oh god, nonsense. Nonsense. We're back, nonsense. baby. We're back. MMO is back. Both mics back, chopping it up. <laughs> All right, horror movie declaration. Most performance by a horror hero. Russell yes, Crowe, absolutely. Russell Crow in the Pope's ex. Full throatedly. Look, he's legitimately decent in that movie as far as acting goes, too. Yes, I he. I stand by that. Loved him in there. but he's yeah. the winner of most performance. Agree. Best performance by a terrified cartoon mouse. <laughs> Joaquin Phoenix, Bo's afraid. Most cocaine plus a bear. Five Nights at Freddy's. <laughs> Anyway, Bo's Afraid, look at Bo's Afraid had its moments when I, I reviewed it. I still haven't gotten Yeah, to no, it. it's four hours long. Don't <clears throat> I have to get to it, but I still have not. Longest long movie ever. I'm leaving right. these coughs in, by the way, so people can tell I'm still recovering from COVID. <laughs> <laughs> Best performance by a character with questionable motives. All right. So, again, are they good? Are they bad? You have to watch the film to find out. Uh, Babatita Sajo of Our Father the Devil. She is Was married- that good? Marie Cissé. I loved it. Okay. Big fan. Big fan. Good. Uh, Sophie Wilde of Talk to Me. She's Mia. We have Judy Reyes of Birth Rebirths. She's uh, Celie Morales. We mm-hmm. have Natalia Solian of Husera the Bone Woman. We have Melissa Barrera of Scream Six. And we have Taylor Russell of Bones and All. And it's probably Taylor Russell. She's got a good, She's she's got a tremendous role in there. You don't know walking a tightrope. You don't know if you're rooting for her or not. Right. She's kind of eating people the whole movie. Gets moment. kicked out of her home, but she is a cannibal. <laughs> <laughs> she is. Right, so that's probably what I would pick. What about you? Uh, Sajo of Our Father the Devil. She's terrific. Really? She's been nominated. Good. She just got nominated at the Gothams and, and Indie Spirits. So maybe I'm being swayed a little bit because okay. it's a closer category than you'd think. I even like uh, Sophie Wilde, even though these those are the, some of the dumbest kids. Of 2023, she's she's it's a really good performance. Yeah. All right. All right. Best evil performance. We kind of do this one every year. Again, these are out front villains, so no spoilers for h- hidden villains. But Ray fines of the menu, Chief Slowick, Chef Slowick, yeah, or Chief. If he played a Chief, that'd be a radically different movie. We have <laughs> why, John- are you, why are you in the kitchen? <laughs> <laughs> we have John Leguizamo in Violent yeah. Night. He plays Scrooge. That's his yeah. tag name or whatever. <laughs> we have uh, Suleiman C. Savan of uh, he's of Our Father the Devil. He's Father Patrick, the titular character. Okay. We have Alyssa Sutherland in Evil Dead Rises Ellie. Mm-hmm. We have Shannon Woodward in Jagged Mind. She is Alex. And we have Lizzie Kaplan of Cobweb making... Uh, making yucky gray food as Carol. Is Lizzie Kaplan a bad guy? You know, I could have put her in another category because you don't yeah. know, but she yeah. is very sinister looking on she all is the sinister posters. sinister looking for the majority of the movie, yeah. So when you, when you go into the movie, you think she's evil. Yeah. But all maybe right. she's not. May have just given a spoiler there, but yeah, okay. Um, but nah, maybe she is. I don't even know. I watched the movie. <laughs> Fuck show, last 20 minutes. Excuse my French don't uh, excuse my French. We, we swear <laughs> on Mike Magnus. Include my French. <laughs> oui, oui. Alyssa Sutherland for me. Yeah, it's Alyssa uh, I, Sutherland. I mean, she I, I, that's that's. Uh, she kills it in that role. I mean, when you could do evil that believably, to me, it's like, I don't understand why those ne- never get any kind of awards consideration. I don't know that she should be nominated, obviously, but like, she, she can't be talked about and Supporting Actress right now? I don't understand that. She it. is having so much fun being possessed by the Deadites. Yeah. Or beat. she is a deadite right that's what she's considered a deadite I, I, I haven't seen that movie in like four months Evil Dead Rise Alyssa Sutherland yeah. sold that movie just based on her wackadoo performance mm-hmm. awesome uh, loved she was her great. she was great Yeah, I agree alright we'll move on to the production values section and we'll start with the scary golden frog for best <laughs> horror cinematography <laughs> We have Bones and All, yeah. cinematography of Bones and All. Bo's Afraid, mm-hmm. When Evil Lurks, and Influencer. Influencer had some gorgeous cinematography of all these vacation destinations. Bones and All, right? Bones and All. Yeah. yeah, Luca. I think that's pretty easy. Gorgeous. All right. Yeah. The Scary Ace Eddie for Best Horror Movie <laughs> Film Editing. The Scary Ace Eddie. <laughs> yeah, it's scary. Knock at the Cabin, a lot of editing. Mm hmm. The Conference, which is a wild Swedish slasher on Netflix, by the way, about a... Yeah, you got to watch that one. Uh, Talk to me, editing, or Totally Killer on Amazon. Good editing and Totally Killer. I'm giving it to Totally Killer only because I want Totally Killer to get a shout out. And Totally Killer, not only a good watch, but it's the only... Time travel mechanism that I will allow in <laughs> movies because they actually do care about the present and the past and the past changing the present as well as the future. Like it's it makes sense to me. So I'll allow it. There are rules. This isn't Nam. Right. Totally exactly. <laughs> totally <it>. Exactly. OK. <laughs> exactly. You like that over the line. Yeah. <laughs> I really like the editing in the conference. I thought that that went down pretty smooth. But Totally Killer It did go down smooth. It was an easy watch. The composition Mm. flowed. I'll agree with you on Totally Killer. Um, The twist was like, eh, but like an mm -hmm. eh twist for a finale in a 2023 horror movie makes it like the sixth sense in this day and age. (laughs) Very good. Uh, Production value declarations. Best costume design that will make the best new Halloween costumes. I'll say Megan. I was shocked I didn't see more of that this year. Yeah. But uh, that I didn't like, see like a lot of people doing Megan for Halloween online. I did see some Megans, okay, and they good. looked awesome. They were, good. you know, uh, good, good new costume. There's going to be 17 Megan movies, so it's going to yeah, strap in. <laughs> the scary moa for makeup mm-hmm. and hairstyling. De- I'm declaring Evil Dead Rise again. Naiad for... doesn't get a. <laughs> <laughs> Nyad is some scary Mua but uh, she swam all that way, Michael. She, anyway she sure did <laughs> the best sound design the declaration again goes to evil dead rise that movie was that sounded nuts no again it's four months ago for you it's more yeah, than I'm that. trying. Yeah. yeah it's 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 been a while i wanted to rewatch it last night but i finished nyad instead what a mistake <laughs> <laughs> yeah we didn't like nyad by the way <laughs> no i didn't like it either Sorry. it's just whatever um <laughs> it's the most horrifying thing of all. <laughs> she walked out of the the water looking like uh, looking Mickey like... Rourke. Yeah, I mean, poor Mickey Rourke, and, and I wish, she, but like, he, she looked exactly like Mickey Rourke. She looked exactly like <laughs> Mickey Rourke. <laughs> here's your Oscar, is what you yeah, texted here, me. Yeah, here's your Oscar. Good job wearing all that makeup. It's just a... how Jody fought. Whatever. All right. well, we're doing it. We're doing the NIAID <laughs> review in the middle of the scaries. I mean, it's this is us. We're back, like I um, said. I'm <laughs> trying to think of something to compete with the Evil Dead Rise, but nothing comes to the top of my head. Uh, I think it, the sound was pretty stupendous. Yeah. I remember I put it in my Oscar rankings. I thought it was so good, All right. so as as did I with my MUA. It's still in my five, which is nuts at this time of year. But we'll move on to best VFX, and I'm going to declare Bo's Afraid. Because I've seen some lousy VFX, like the Nun 2... It has a lot of VFX, but it's not great. So, Bo's Afraid really blended it in. Ari Aster with a bigger budget, I thought it was pretty darn good. The Exorcist had some decent makeup and some decent sound, but that's okay. of, i mean—that's not going to be. Yeah. yeah. No, it was um, a big, big production. VFX. Okay. I'll take your word for Bo's Afraid. I won't fight you on that. And we'll go with best and worst production design <laughs> as a final <laughs> declaration here. And I'm going to say Saw X. <laughs> mm best and worst mm. <laughs> 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 well the production design wasn't good the makeup was good no <laughs> the protect they, they make all those gadgets that are isn't that part of the set building well they're based on historical torture devices Ugh. so they're real it's the best and the worst <laughs> <laughs> the best all of right. times it was the blurst of times that's the yuckiest, yuckiest production design. All right, composition categories. I, I, look, this is becoming a new tradition here. So let's you and I read off. We'll each take four. The uh, the annual inaugural. No, I'm sorry. Annual inaugural means first. I'm just gonna. I'm gonna use big words like Mike Tyson to just segue <laughs> Bolivia. <now. laughs> MMOs 2023 scary good directors to watch list. All yes. right. We have uh, Beth de Araujo of Soft and Quiet. That was her first mm-hmm. feature. We mm-hmm. have Michelle Garza Cervera of uh Hussara the Bone Woman. Again, her first feature. We have Brian Duffield of No One Will Save You. Uh, he also directed Spontaneous, and he's the writer of Love and Monsters. We have Ellie Fumbi of Our Father the Devil, uh, that being her first feature as well. Nanachka Khan, a totally killer. Uh Laura Moss of Birth Rebirth. This is that was her first feature there as well. Uh, Danny and Michael Philippo of Talk to Me. And uh Demian Rugna of When Evil Lurks, uh, are another four names there. And horror's in good gr- great hands. I mean, we're mm-hmm. getting a lot of first features that are really, really high highly polished, well done, great stories. Even if you don't land the plane, there's still a lot to be intrigued by. Um I'm You've just seen- I'm happy with where horror is. I tell you what, when I was kind of coming online as like this film critic, film nerd, lunatic whack job that I am when I was in high school and I was going to blockbuster. I would love to look up, look up these directors and their resumes. And I would love it when I could go back and rent like their first horror movie at, you know, and, and, and maybe I was watching one of their, their later films, but go back to their earlier work. And it was a horror movie. And it was, I always thought it was cool yeah so kind of get through the uh the cv and see where they started and see what tricks they've kept in their bag along the way yeah like uh yeah i mean it, yeah it would happen a lot anyway uh so we'll move on to th- i mean that was one composition award i should have mentioned that at, at the top but uh the shutter deep cut award will start off our best film section and again another year where a bunch of cool shutter movies uh released on the stream yeah we have when evil lurks Who sarah the bone woman unwelcome influencer leave and Brooklyn four or five. And I have an admission to make Michael okay. influencer was a movie that I fake reviewed. I kind of okay. included it in a list and you were mad at me about this. You called me out on this and I agree because we had, I was watching it and I watched an hour and 20 minutes of it and said like, an, you know, 90 minute movie and I didn't like influencer. And when we decided to record that day, it was like a spur-of-the-moment thing. I was ready to record, but we decided to record, and I didn't finish Influencer, but I kind of listed it amongst a group of movies that I was, like, mixed on. I didn't like them, and these are horror movies I was mixed on in our What We're Watching segment. And then I watched the last 10 minutes of Influencer. Great ending! Totally redeemed yourself. Totally redeemed itself, Influencer. So Duh. that's that was a fib, and I shouldn't have said it, but I'm, I was padding my stats in that moment, and... What's wrong, it was What's wrong with me. It'd be a cold day in hell before you get me to admit the movies I've fake reviewed. So, good for you for having, <laughs> having me <laughs> anyway. The Shudder Deep Cut Award. <laughs> did you not get to Night of the Hunted? No, I did not watch it. Uh, it's very good, is it? I, I, I mean, I it's like a BB B- for me, but pretty innovative. It's heavy handed in its messaging, but it's, it's kind of an innovative watch. I was really, really pleased by it. Oh, good. I wish you told me I, I would have. I anyway well I don't know if it counts as a deep cut either because it was like on their it was like on their featured section for a while it was like no 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 I, so, I mean anything yeah. on Shutter I'm gonna put right. as a deep cut it's right. almost a play on words yeah. I'm just trying to be clever double entendre if you will Bolivian <laughs> 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 wanna eat his children when evil lurks that's our answer or no I like Night. When Evil Lurks was too funny for me. <laughs> <laughs> you're you're an evil yeah. in yeah. this society yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, I'm gonna say it's When Evil Lurks. My highest grade, yeah. high B, B eighty six. Good. Good. I really loved Leave. By the way, did I see Leave? Check out Leave. Well, I mean, you know, it's it's again, it's like a B minus, but it surprised me. No, it was a B. I gave it a B. I really liked it. I think the rest the other of woman movies. tries to find her origins after having been abandoned as an infant. That yeah, it was, it was, it was pretty good. All right, pretty all right, pretty okay. pretty. All right, shut Mo- great every year for having just yes good stuff. Absolutely is all right. Most innovative new slasher movie we have sick mm-hmm. by Kevin Williamson right the the writer of sc- the original Scream yeah it was it was pandemic Scream sick that's yeah, exactly anyway. what it was. Scream 6, obviously, they they riffed on themselves and they kind of pushed it to a new level. Mm-hmm. We, we liked it. We have The Conference, which was <laughs> a ghetto... I mean, this has been done somewhat before, I think, in Severance, where like a company goes on a retreat into the woods at a cabin mm-hmm. and there's a slasher, right? Okay. The Conference was that. Uh, the Blackening, it was an innovative new slasher. Sure. Totally killer. And then... Slaughterhouse. It's got—I mean—innovative, <laughs> killer sloth <laughs> that got made. <laughs> like, I don't know how that gets out of the boardroom, <laughs> the pitch meeting. It was innovative. Yeah, a sloth. Yeah, yeah a, sloth. a sloth that could read and write and use a <laughs> open computer. and shut and drive. <laughs> I agree, Slaughterhouse. All right. <laughs> End the MMO scary Razzie for worst film poopy goes to <laughs> Five Nights at Freddy's, mm-hmm. Meg 2, The Trench, Yeah, Haunted Mansion or Skinamarink. Out of respect for my niece, I will not pick Five Nights at Freddy's. <laughs> um, I won't either. I mean, it was okay. It wasn't terrible. Yeah, it wasn't I, that. I big. wasn't. I wasn't crazy about it. It was not good. It yeah. was not. It was a film poopy. Yeah. Um, haunted Mansion. <laughs> <laughs> mm. yeah Haunted Mansion was a rough set it was not good however Skinamarink. you hated Marink. you have to hate. pick Skinamarink. I have to pick Skinnamarank <laughs> that's it's not, not a movie <laughs> it just filmed the corner of the ceiling hey man Blair Witch did it 20 years ago and it was called Innovative <laughs> oh god I, I'm, I'm probably not a what do they call that art house horror guy mm. I don't know I'm a Rube if anybody it, hasn't like I like the MCU, I like I've popular tastes. I think I am John Cusack from High Fidelity but movies. That's what I which think. Which is I, am. Int- I mean like it'd be one thing if you didn't watch anything and said that, but like you right. watch everything and you still have those tastes. So that's I like to be said. pop music and I like yeah. pop movies. Yeah. I do. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I hate Yeah. <laughs> Die, Skinner Marine. You can't make me watch it again. I won't. I would know. Jesus, you can't pay me enough. (laughs) All right. We did this last year. I like this category. It's it's a fun one. Which new horror IP from 2023 will we honor most 10 years from now? So it's not just about what was most popular right now. It's about what are we going to look back on and say that was awesome. That was horror IP that I'm glad came into existence. All right talk to me they're they're making a talk number two. me mm-hmm. coming up so that's getting a sequel we have megan M- mithrigan megan all right we're getting 15 of those a lot more dancing to come by the way sure cocaine bear uh probably getting another cocaine bear <laughs> you sound like a south park character <laughs> I, we got a cocaine shark that i almost hit play on but Cocaine Bear was out there. Five Nights at Freddy's. We're going to get 15 of them. The yeah, Bafo right. box office. My God. Slaughterhouse. <laughs> <laughs> that was a goofball. All right. But talk to me, Megan. Cocaine Bear. Five Nights at Freddy's. What do you think? So I'm taking this as which will have the biggest social media love affair during Halloween 10 years from now. And I think the genius of this by you is you've picked four movies, which all lend themselves easily to being the kickoffs to long-running horror franchises. Yeah. And and, and Slotherhouse. Um, <laughs> so Talk To Me has a confirmed sequel. You said that. A24 said as much back in August. Uh, it's been A24's highest grossing horror movie of all time. Sequels hmm. aren't necessarily A24's bag, though. They've, uh, by my count, had 148 products that they've either produced or co-produced with another four due to debut prior to New Year's Day 2024. And of hmm. those 152 movies, two of them have been direct sequels. Wow, Uh, Souvenir Part 2 and Pearl, which, as William Bibiani corrected me on, is technically a prequel anyway. Right. So I don't know that that sequels... I mean, A24 has got to prove that it can handle franchise movies, and if it's even something that it wants to do. So I put uh, Talk To Me as a plus 300 there. Yeah. Megan... Which is a movie that I still to this day can't believe isn't an A24 movie. It has a sequel greenlit for itself. Uh, this past January, Atomic Monster and Blumhouse announced that, announced that Megan 2.0 will be headed to theaters in 2025. Presumably, once again, under Universal's distributor distributorship. Uh, Megan, obviously, was a huge viral hit. Uh, it was perfect. It seems like it was made for the meme and gif era. I'll be shocked if we don't get a trilogy minimum for this franchise, which means the odds of it being relevant in a decade's time are probably very high. I put the odds of that as a minus 110, Hmm. being something we look back at a decade from now and and think that uh, it's a seminal favorite here. Interesting. Cocaine Bear, at first glance, probably doesn't sound like something that can start a franchise due to its being based on a real story, but you try to tell me that the internet and, and mean culture wouldn't flock to the theaters to see various types of killer animals doing cocaine. I refuse to believe it. Like you're going to watch cocaine killer whale, you know, you're going to watch like amphetamine gorilla. You, you just will. Oh God. Yeah, we will. Won't we? I mean, of course we will until, until they become too watered down. So I, I put that as a plus two twenty five right now for odds. <laughs> I don't know how you get a franchise out of Slaughterhouse. I, 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 I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of stunned that Slaughterhouse hasn't been as viral as I would expect it to be now. It was fun. I don't know. It was totally fun. I don't know what people are waiting for. The movie's a total joy to watch. It's just an unhinged, hallucinogenic, batshit joy to watch but I don't know where it goes from here outside of being a one-off for Hulu, so I put that at the highest odds at plus 500. You don't think Hulu's making a Slaughterhouse 2? I mean, that's on every... I wish... I mean, if I knew people were watching it, I just haven't seen it, like, grab hold of the zeitgeist. But that's on every, like, panel, every list of movies they have, Slaughterhouse is available, (laughs) uh, at least on my Hulu, but maybe that's just... You could be right. (laughs) I mean, yeah, maybe a lot of people are clicking on it because of its ingenuity. How do you make a sequel of that? What is the what is Slaughterhouse 2? Slaughterhouse 2 is a sloth killing everybody else <laughs> in another house. <laughs> so it's Slaughterhouse. <laughs> it's the same movie is what you just Don't make. mess with perfection, man. <laughs> if Michael. it ain't broke. <laughs> All right, let's talk about 5 Nights at Freddy's for a second. million budgeted movie, which was a day and date release by Universal in theaters and on Peacock. It soared to a $78 million opening weekend, which Mm -hmm. surpassed 2018's Halloween for the third biggest domestic horror movie opening ever. It trails only the It remakes in that category. Wow. Uh, As of my research a couple days ago, it was up to $152 million worldwide. It's past that, but it reached $152 million in just six days of uh, dailies. Now it didn't do as well the second week. It's only up to two seventeen. It did nineteen million this last weekend, which was an unprecedented like sixty something percent drop. Okay, but still good. Two twenty is still an eleven x off its budget. Oh yeah, you know. So this is. I mean, we're getting we're getting the trilogy minimum of this, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And there's thirteen different Five Nights at Freddy's games to mine for content. Oh my god! So this is probably the start of a saw-like run of franchise films. Like you and I didn't like it. I don't think that matters at all. I don't think it matters that people didn't like it because if you look at TikTok, like teens are going crazy for this movie. They love it, and it's a it's an IP that they grew up with, and now they can grow up in the cinema with as well. It's got I mean, Five Nights at Freddy's the movie franchise could have their hooks in this demo the way that Scream had its hooks in ours. You know what I mean? The world's going to hell. (laughs) I would put Five Nights at Freddy's as the one that's most relevant in a decade. I put it minus four hundred odds. I just think it's it's a no brainer. Oh, why do you have to write two pages to prove me to make me select this film? I don't want like I I didn't like it either. I gave it a seventy one C minus. I was not a fan of it. My niece loved it. I'm going to be in the Academy. 3 years from now when <laughs> Diane Warren is nominated for her 37th best original song and we have to pick it even it's even though it's from Jumanji 4 it'll be from 5 nights at Freddy 3 <laughs> 5 nights at Freddy 3 oh god plushy goodness <laughs> by Diane Warren sung by Shania Twain <laughs> <You're> still the <alive>. one <laughs> here's your oscar mm-hmm. Darn it! Finally, <laughs> just take it. All right. So, all right. Five Nights at Freddy's. That's it. Why did you do all that? You did all that to convince me it's Five Nights at Freddy's. Even though I want to say that us, you know, late millennials are gonna say, "Talk to me." Like the the Rocka Rocka Boys will make "Talk to Me" too better. And I want to pick "Talk to Me," but I'm I can't. Talk to me like the sequel at least has a variety of ways which you can go. I don't. I, I don't. A twenty four doesn't do franchises, man. Yeah. All right. All right. Fine, you win. But okay, <laughs> I'm so, sorry. <laughs> of all the films we've talked about, this is our best picture section again. We're gonna give out again the customary awards. So we're gonna we're gonna make uh we're, make, we're gonna make selections based on different award shows. So of all the nominees we talked about. What's your winner for best independent spirit or best feature at the independent spirits? Uh you know, I'm gonna say suggested nominees, soft and quiet, when evil lurks, talk to me, cobweb, influencer, who unwelcome, our father the devil, birth, rebirth, no one will save you. The conference leave slaughterhouse ha- slaughterhouse. Uh <laughs> best indie spirit. Can I uh can I throw um Yeah, put anything we talked about. I think I'm gonna put totally killer in there. It's not, It's Amazon, though, dude. I know. That's what I'm asking. Is does can I does that count or no? No, it doesn't count. All it's right. indie spirits. You can't like. Then it's gonna be when evil lurks, and I'm not happy about it. Okay. <laughs> I like soft and quiet. I like talk to me. A24. But I'm gonna pick Our Father the Devil. That's my highest rated horror yeah, movie get of the to year. That one. Yeah, you should have watched it. You should have seen that. I picked this all over the place. Should have watched it. <laughs> I'm what sorry. else have you been doing i'm sorry <laughs> all right the golden globe for cinematic and box office achievement at the mmos 2023 20, Scary. god why include that category <laughs> just because it's gonna piss people off and i'm gonna like it i'm gonna like people getting mad on film twitter all right if if they even care all right five nights at freddy's totally killer The Exorcist Believer, Saw X, The Pope's Exorcist, Evil Dead Rise, Knock at the Cabin, Violent Night, The Menu, Megan, Scream 6, Cocaine Bear, everything that made money this year. The Golden Globe for Cinematic and Box Office Achievement at the MMO's 2023 Scaries. Michael, I'm going to say Evil Dead Rise. What do you got? What is the box office achievement that The Exorcist Believer achieved? It made a hundred and twenty-something million on a thirty million dollar production budget. That being said, they it's paid... In the, that means it's at negative two hundred and eighty million right now. <laughs> no, that be, because they paid three hundred million for the four hundred. Yeah, I know, but they three thirty-three million per film was allocated to their production budgets. So really, it's a three hundred million dollar price uh, tag for the quote-unquote rights. Yuck. <laughs> I think the Hives wrote a song about this (laughs) that came out when I was listening to popular music. Anyway. Throw it on me? Is that what you mean? (laughs) Evil Dead Rise. (laughs) I can't believe I came up with a second Hive song that quickly. You did. Um, You did. That was very quick. It's it's got (laughs) to be Five Nights at Freddy's. It has to be. But you don't ha- no. It's the best of these movies. You don't have to pick the, sh- the shit burger. But the, that made the But but that money. The, I think what we're doing is we're t- coming up as to why this is a terrible category for the Golden Globes to have because if what you misinterpret it, well, what is the voting criteria? It's is cinematic it and box office achievement, right? So just call it best popular film. <laughs> well, if it's box office achievement, it's Five Nights at Freddy's but cinematic and box office achievement. This is why it's a bad category for the Golden Globes. It is Globe a staff. bad it's a bad category. I agree. The Golden Globe should not have this category. I'm going to say Evil Dead Rise. Uh, and you're going to So you picked with... the you picked the favorite movie of those of yours. Yeah. Okay. What's your favorite movie of those? Well, to- Totally Killer is it? no, but that was just that would have won your last game. Yeah. I do like Totally Killer though. It's probably Evil Dead Rise. Mm -hmm. I I will probably agree with you. But I think if I was given this on a ballot, I think I would vote for Five Nights at Freddy's. Yeah. All right. The Academy Award for Best Picture at the 2023 MMO Scaries. I'm going to say it's Talk To Me. Everything is eligible. Talk To Me was... It's probably, like, overall, like, if I'm picking an Academy Award for this show... Talk to me feels like it would win a24 has had success at the Oscars that's what I'm gonna go with what do you what would you go with Mike I'm looking at my grades right now mm-hmm. and I think what, what, totally what God well what was is totally totally killer your top graded horror film of the year it might be I'm lo- I mean I it's it's a solid B I'm looking at every, a lot of other stuff is like in the B minus C plus range mm-hmm a B-grade really for learn. you is good, because you're yeah. a cold, <laughs> grindstone Scrooge. You're cold-hearted, grindstone... I forget the quote. I really did like Totally Killer, though. Yeah, huh? screw it. I like that movie. It made it made time travel make sense. It did the impossible. All right. Well, we, we've taken too long in this episode, but we did want to do a little bit of a gimmick today and, and rank the best horror years of the last decade. So did did you do this? Did you did you notice this? I I saw you add it in at the end last night, but I didn't have a chance to dive in. But let's let's. Talk I about put it in two. I put it in four weeks ago. That's not true. When you got sick, that's not true. It was it was in here for a while. I literally called you of, about this. A like... lot of pain medicine and cold medicine, <laughs> and I can tell you for a fact that I did not hallucinate this. You were smelling your feelings or not smelling your feelings because you can't smell anymore. How's that going for you? I got my taste back. I just hate everything. Oh, you did. Yeah. Is the smell back? Uh, yeah, I think so. Okay. I just hate everything. I, I, I don't disagree. All right. All right. Well, let, let's just go through, just pick a couple good years because I think there are here in 2023. Last year, or this year, obviously everything we talked about. 2022, Prey, Scream, Smile, Speak No Evil, Nope, Barbarian, The Black Phone. I'm going to say 2022, even though we've got some great years for horror, I'm going to say last year was the best year we've covered in horror. Yeah, well, Speak No Evil, especially for me, was like the best, the scariest horror movie I've seen in quite some time. We both love Barbarian. Yep, and Prey. And Prey. Scream was Scream rad. was great. Smile was crazy. Mm-hmm. You didn't love it as much as I did. I, I liked right. it until the end. Nope grew on us. I think we liked Nope yep. more on rewatch. And the black phone too. Yeah. That was a great was year good yeah, year. Yeah. Great right. year. 2021 Malignant, The Night House, A Quiet Place 2, Wrong Term Werewolves mm-hmm. within Lamb. Again, you know, it's a pandemic affected year, not as good. Really, I had that it's more life. like a WTF type of movie. Like Lamb was a WTF movie, Wrong Turn was a WTF movie, The Night House was a WTF yeah. movie, Malignant was the WTF movie. <laughs> <laughs> Wrong term, WTF. Mm-hmm. It's my last rated R year. Okay. My number 10, because I did the ten years. 2020. We loved the lie. This was mid pandemic. There was still That's the name of it. I was trying to think of the name yes. of it the other day and I could not come up with it. Yeah, that movie was great. Amazon and Swell made fun of me for it. Fun movie. Crazy really surprised me. Rent a pal, we were big fans of a Pal. Very Rent-a-pal. good. Yep. Have you watched The Empty Man yet? It doesn't ring a bell. Somebody oh, my brother's friend, who I saw Anatomy of a Fall with for a second time, he just watched The Empty Man and he loved it. And like, you you gotta watch it, bro. You love it. <laughs> all right. Good. I'm glad he, glad he enjoyed it that much. You still haven't watched The Empty Man? No. I. I What's no, wrong I'm with you? What? This movie is calling your I don't know. It's <laughs> so I don't know how you watch all the movies you watch, Mike. Yeah. All right. You did watch a lot of <laughs> I, I watched a shitload, shit and I'm not close to anything. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a competition, but The Empty Man, bro. All right. The Lodge, St. Maud. St. Maud was Eric Weber's special was there. was very good. The Lodge was fun, too relic in his house his house was pretty damn good in 2020 Mm -hmm. but i'm gonna still say 2020 was like second worst of all these years yeah all right i don't know man i you know you're you're talking me up i like these movies maybe i was too harsh all right but 2019 was great doctor sleep love doctor sleep the lighthouse very high in the lighthouse and very high in Midsummer. us ready or not one cut of the dead 2019 was awesome i'm starting to realize when jordan peeler releases a movie we have it highly rated for the year that's, uh, that's a trend. Yeah. 2019 is my second highest rated horror yeah. year. All right. Uh, 2018, Hereditary, Halloween, Suspiria, A Quiet Place, Unsane, Veronica, Annihilation. Man. Some of the standouts. Great year. What a great to half decade that, in horror there. Yeah. To me, that's my fourth highest ranked. 2018, yeah. Heredity, Hereditary Halloween. 2017. Now, we did not do the scaries in this year, which is a shame because Get Out, It, Mother split (laughs) the devil's candy raw and Gerald's game all came out in 2017. The devil's candy only came out in 2017. It might've been like a 2015 movie actually, but it it actually debuted. Whatever. I watched it in 2017. Yeah. Oh, all right. Get out 2017 it mother mother. We were very high on. That's my fifth ranked horror movie year of this decade. Uh, 2016 was awesome. The Double V Vitch, which we've rewatched and loved. Mm-hmm. 10 Cloverfield Lane, awesome movie. movie. The Invitation, awesome movie, movie on Netflix. The Conjuring 2, which we rewatched and loved. Probably the best Conjuring movie. Don't Breathe, which is freaking crazy. It's and awesome. great if you don't watch the sequel. <laughs> Agreed. Ouija Origin of Evil, that was a great sequel. So much better than its predecessor. Flanagan, right? I can't remember. but I don't remember. Ouija Origin of Evil was excellent. The Autopsy of Jane Doe, awesome. Very underrated. Train to Busan was batshit crazy yeah. and pretty damn cool as a action movie. And then Krampus was eligible. I still haven't seen it, but people love it. It's anyway, not good. <laughs> 2016, deep end quality. Yeah. The, but the depth is what impressed me the most. So that, therefore, is my third-ranked horror year, 2016. So right now you're 2022, 2019, 2016 correct 2018 is my fourth so 2015 also very strong well i don't know but i mean they're all good but it follows ex machina i would consider that a horror movie the gift i don't know horror adjacent that was the joel edgerton film well, it's, it's pretty messed up what happens yeah so it follows ex machina the gift the visit knock knock the keanu reeves movie crazy movie crimson peak bone tomahawk is the, the scariest movie i've ever seen I just have to show. watch that. You you've been Fuck saying that, that for a couple years. Ill, just ill. Sinister two, uh, Sinister two was or whatever it was made in 2015. I just recognized it. What I don't do think, think I would that? have. I don't think I would have that uh, that high. It follows is legendary, but otherwise, I don't know that I would have that year that high. It, but here's the problem with It Follows. Have you ever rewatched it? I've never rewatched it.
1: So I mean, I
0: rewatched it. it like after I watched it for the first time, but that's okay. it. But that's my third worst. That's my eighth ranked horror year in this decade. Yeah, that's probably fair. So 2014, The Babadook, Goodnight Mommy, Oculus, all really good. Oculus was so good. I loved Oculus. Goodnight Mommy, I loved. That that freaked me the hell out. It surprised me. Don't have kids. I never seen Creep, though you talk about it all the time. I still haven't seen it. It's unnerving. Cheap Thrills, I did see. That was pretty good. Never seen that. Tusk was crazy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Annabelle, we, we covered that. It was solid. It was terrible, but it was, it was fun. Ouija, you keep talking about the taking of Deborah Logan. You've still never seen that? I still haven't seen it's it. It's very, very good. A Girl Walks Home at Night, I haven't seen, but people love it. I think More I saw house. that, but I'm not entirely sure. Vampire movie. Backcountry was awesome. I've not seen Talk about. Getting lost in the woods, dealing with a bear—holy shit! Crazy horror movie. Housebound was really fun. It's kind of weirdly funny, but it was—I liked it. Good family movie, funny horror comedy. And then what we do in the shadows, horror comedy. Old boy—it was Spike Lee's Old Boy in 2014 that came out. I mean, that's a horror movie, I would say. <laughs> it's a decent remake too. It wasn't bad. It wasn't. Um, I—I feel like I would have this one lower still, though. Probably in my second half. Otherwise. So 2014 is, yeah, my sixth ranked year yeah. back yeah. half. 2023 was my seventh. But, yeah, I, I would I would say 2022, the praise, scream, smile, speak no evil, nope, barbarian, black phone year is the best. Wow. I would not have guessed that going in. What, what did you think was going to be your most memorable one? I thought it was going to be like the get out year. Yeah. yeah I thought it was going to be it, 2017, 18, or 19. Hereditary year, the Dr. Sleep Lighthouse year. But I actually, I'm going with 2022. Those are the most, you know, high rankings for me. The most A minuses that year for me. How hard did you like harangue yourself over this? Like, did you? Weird, I was like... a little up, upset with myself, but yeah. Barbarian. I think I think that movies, those movies that year are going to hold up. Like, Nope is is having a a shelf life. Mm-hmm. I think the Black Phone is. They're going to make ten of those. Barbarian was rad. Speak No Evil was disgusting and terrifying. The first Smile, dis- reboot was good. Yeah. yeah, great year. Anyway, but like I mean, right. it didn't have the best horror movie of this decade, like right. Get Out or Hereditary. You know, you can make an argument for for other films as the best movie of the decade, but mm-hmm. I, I don't know what what year jumps out to you. Like, what would you? What would be in your top echelon? Twenty twenty two for sure. Good. I mean, rereading that and and and. Going down that rabbit hole. Um, Get Out It and Mother is like a triple header. Yeah, like I was so high on all three of those. And then to see that The Devil's Candy might have come out that year too, and Gerald's Game, which were both very fun. Mm -hmm. uh, I think 2017 would probably be high for me. I had such a respect for Doctor Sleep. Mm. And I mean, you had a Jordan Peele movie that year too, and Us, Ready or Not was so good. Midsommar Mm -hmm. was like... Ari Aster, I mean, I don't know that anyone's had, like, back-to-back bangers in the horror genre the way he did when he announced himself and announced his presence. Oh, yeah. I think those are be for me. Scary, yeah. too. Midsommar scared the crap out of me. It's just weird. The Lighthouse, was that even a horror movie? is that just, like, it's just a romance? Depends how you feel about beans. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that is the 2023... <laughs> The MMO's scary. We got to them. We finished. We did it. We did it. We did it. Sure, it's a couple weeks late, but who cares? Time is a man-made construct uh guys as always what matters most to us are your thoughts we want to hear from you what are your winners in some of these categories do you have categories of your own you want us to pick from uh and just tell us what you think about the past decade in horror what would you have as your number one year in the past decade in horror you can leave us all of those as well as any other thoughts comments questions or concerns you have about anything we do here in the mmo empire on our social medias we are mike mike and oscar on facebook and instagram at MMN oscar on twitter mike mike and oscar at gmail.com.com and on Reddit. We're available wherever you do hear Podcasts, if you're listening to us on either the Apple Podcast or Spotify app, if you appreciate what we do here, if you wouldn't mind leaving us a five-star review, those help us out immensely. Thank you to everyone who has done so thus far. Uh, Michael, tell the good people what's coming next. Let's have some words of wisdom. Well, I think we're going to do an Oscar race checkpoint news episode next. We'll review Nyad, I guess, again, Uh, Priscilla. Uh, We we, we saw a bunch of new movies. Uh, Like you said, you've been watching a ton. Uh, We'll do some film studies, too, some Oscars profiles. we got a bunch of movies on the table. I think The Killer is what we're going to do next, the David Fincher film. Mm -hmm. I reviewed it in an episode last week, but I – I, I do want to do this big deep dive with you on it. I think it's a fun movie to do that with. I hope so. We got that going on. We got the beefa noms, the the Gotham Noms in the rear view now. We'll talk about the Bifas in the next episode, but the Gotham's are coming later this month. So we got some real awards to discuss as well. So it's and and they're they have more stakes than you'd think. I just did a bunch of stats on the Bifas. You you won't believe it. Beefas, mm, beef for dinner. Gothams. Beefers. Beef us. Scaries. <laughs> oh, guys. <laughs> As always, when reality sucks, you can come beef it up with us. We are Mike, Mike, and Oscar trying to make award season <laughs> year-round without the stuffiness. We will see you all very soon. See ya.